1: Hey, guys, it's Adam and Matt here, and today we just wanted to do a special this report. Is the, this is the Vancouver Real Estate Podcast special edition. It is. I we feel don't like do this it, very often. Secret, Scalina, if you could get that little beep, 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 <laughs> special report. Yeah, thanks.
2: All right, well, here's what we did. We talked to Trevor Bolin. He's a city councillor. He's basically Mr. Fort St. John, and the reason we decided to have him on the show was I've mentioned as listeners will probably have heard that I was up in Fort St. John 2 weeks ago looking at investment opportunities. I came back super excited. And I met super Trevor. Gold. Yeah, super excited about Fort St. John over the next 2, 5, 10 years and beyond. And Trevor was a guy I spoke to up there and I thought we have to get this guy on the podcast.
1: Yeah, well city councilor, small business owner, um Knows the city like the back of his hands. He's and born and raised there. Born and raised. So this is, this is an opportunity for all the people that have reached out, that have expressed interest in Fort St. John, to really get a good sense of what's going on in the region. Obviously, lots of excitement about Northeast BC. Here is your opportunity to learn more. So after our interview with Trevor, if you're excited about Fort St. John as a potential opportunity, get in touch. We do have projects coming up. That are new, that cash flow positive and also have a huge upside in terms of uh, cap gain potential, and then we should also say, Matt, we have a very, very specific package for Fort St. John that you can sign up on our website and get
2: go to vancouver real com if you're at all interested in learning more. We have an investment package there's also another investment tour headed up there March 9th we'll be on it it'll be a small plane it's Matt's private jet. <laughs> You'll thank me later. You want to be on that tour on the ninth, but more importantly, sign up first, Vancouver Real Estate
1: where we'll send you that information package. So here is our interview with City Councilor for St. John, Trevor Bolin. Enjoy, guys. Okay, so we're here with Trevor Bolin, city councillor in Fort St. John, but also, I should say, a guy that wears a lot of hats, brokerage owner, uh, a REMAX brokerage, and uh, also you own some businesses. Trevor, welcome to the podcast.
3: Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, thanks for taking the time, Trevor. No worries at all. So, Trevor, can you maybe start by just telling us a little bit about yourself?
3: Sure, yeah. I've... uh Born and raised in Fort St. John, my family's been here since uh, the early 1920s. So we've uh, we have seen it grow from you know kind of a, a dusty little farm town, if you will, into you know pretty uh, gigantic uh, energy resource community that we are right now uh, represented well you know in BC as well as throughout Western Canada and and now expanding more as we look towards um, you know some pretty massive companies getting into LNG, uh, which will start to change the way that we see um asia and and some of the other countries um you know benefit from uh, bcs hard work
2: right on so fort st john's on the map for us uh, largely because of uh, well Sightsee dam and then and then the lng announcement uh, the 40 billion dollar shell announcement a couple months back uh, can you talk about why you're so excited about fort st john right now as a as an investment opportunity
3: yeah, Saint John, you know what, it's, it's, we've, we've been on the map different times. And, you know, I, I mentioned before where, you know, we've ranked number one on lists for investment communities or, you know, the number two place for work. And, and we, you know, we make all these lists all this time, but people, I think oftentimes will have their own belief as to, as to what Fortune John is. And Saint John is, is a very unique community. Um, we've got the Sightsee Dam, dam, uh, which of course uh, still to this day, um, you know, huge controversial topic. Um, it's six kilometers from the the downtown core and they're building, you know, very large. It was the largest provincial investment as far as, um, any projects went, but to, to this dam. And it's now in year three. Um, you know, we suspect there's still, uh, five to six years left and, and we haven't even reached the peak of, of employment on this project. So, you know, I think the last statistics that came out were, were about November and there was, um, you know, approximately 3,000 people working on the project, um, very focused on, you know, a, a British Columbia feel, very focused on, you know, we try to keep it focused on a, a northern British Columbia employment, um, you know, trying to keep those numbers up there. And then, of course, yeah, I mean, the LNG announcements, whether it was Canada LNG at the 40 billion or, you know, wood fiber in, in your guys' neck of the woods. But, of course, there's no LNG without RNG. So, you know, each of these projects that come along and in, in whatever capacity they are from the, the small to the absolutely enormous, such as, as Canada LNG, um, that's our backyard. So, you know, I think a lot of people need to realize that, you know, for every dollar they spend on the coast for these plants, they spend $3.8 um, in order to, you know, build the lease, build the sites, move the camps, do the drilling, um, survey or services, um, you know, and then as far as just the, the drilling component itself. So, I mean, it's, it's a 40-year a project. Uh, for our area, uh, not including plants and pipelines and and all the infrastructure that goes in, but just the the ability to try to meet the demand that's that's going to grow. And I think every story that you know a person reads or sees, and it's it's about the future and it's about LNG being. The player of the future, which of course is is you know like I said my backyard,
2: right? And just so just so everybody understands that's listening here. I mean, the focus, of course, immediately when the forty billion dollar LNG project was announced was was Kitimat, right? And and the point that a lot of people miss is uh, that the the gas is is right up in Fort Saint John, and and that's where a lot the bulk of the money. You said it's close to basically uh, four to one in terms of the, the amount of money being spent in Northeast BC to get that gas out of the ground. Uh, am I, am I right with that?
3: Yeah, you're a hundred percent right. And I mean, Kitimat, Kitimat, certainly, um, you know, I, I, I've talked to some of the realtors there and, you know, they've got a great mayor there and, and they're certainly, you know, seeing their, their run of that as well. And I mean, they're going to, Um, they're going to prosper and, and, and continue to grow over the course of the next, you know, five years or so as they build the plant and, and the pipeline from this area goes over. I mean, there's, there's a couple of years there. And I mean, there's some definite benefit, but you know, for a lot of investors that, that will come to me and say, you know what, should I do Kitimat? Should I do Fort St. John? You know, what, what is the benefit to this? And, and it literally comes down to that. It comes down to that four to one on the dollar spend, but it comes down to the, the 40 year um, employment, you know, opportunities in Fortune John versus, you know, what may be a five-year employment opportunity in um, Kitimat. And when you look at investing, your investment opportunity has to match your employment opportunity because without that, you know, that, that guaranteed, long term employment, what does that do for your investment? So it's it's I mean it's always good to look at a market. It's always good to get involved in a market when a person's looking to invest or, or spend any sort of a of a dollar amount in a market. Um ensure that you know What's going to happen? Not for a year, not for two years, not even for five years. But what is that? What is that twenty to forty year outlook? You know, and that's why when when I say that there's no you know there's no NG and or there's no uh, LNG without NG, um, you know that's one of the things that our our mayor of Fortune John has has toted, um globally as as she's been to some of these events is that you know you need that natural gas in order to do that liquid natural gas and we got her all.
2: So, can you talk a little bit about? Um you know, a lot of, a lot of the folks listening won't know all that much about Fort St. John. And I was up there a couple, couple of weeks ago, but about the current, uh, population demographics and then about what you foresee as a lot of these projects come on down the pipe.
3: Yeah. I mean, Fort St. John's very, a very young community. I mean, we're, even compared to being, you know, a city can, you know, we're, we're average age of about 30.4 years old um, average income of about $125,000. Um, you know, it's, it's not a large city. We're probably, you know, 36, 36, maybe thirty six to forty square kilometers in in uh, size, but it's uh it's a very energetic community and I mean we are we are the energy capital, but that goes you know not only for resources but it goes for the nature of our people and yeah, you know what it gets cold and it gets snowy and and we are in the north, but we also have more sunshine days than anywhere else in Western Canada. so you know even today where it's minus thirty six and you're looking outside and she's a gorgeous, gorgeous sunny day. Um, you know, that makes us work hard, but it keeps us to play hard, too. So there is a lot of benefits to Fort St. John. Um, we find a lot of people will move here for work and they'll stay for the lifestyle. And You know, like I always tell people, you know, my grandpa in 1926 came up here for like five years to farm. And, you know, here we are this many years later um, through, you know, the times of farming and oil and natural gas and, and exploration. And and we're still here for the next, you know, greatest, which is is the LNG end of things.
2: So there's a couple of things that uh, that struck me from from your description of Fort Saint John. One, it seems e- exceedingly young. Um, two, the median income being $125,000, it, that seems exceedingly high. (laughs) Um, and the price for, for property is still, is still very attractive, especially with, with those income levels. Um, can you talk, I know when I was up there, you mentioned that there's a couple of elementary schools being built. Uh, there's a new hospital being built, um, can you talk a little bit about what's been going on in Fort St. John recently and and what that suggests about kind of the the way that the province uh, foresees the future in Fort St. John?
1: Yeah,
3: you better get. I mean that's a great question when you when you're looking at um you know when you're looking at cities you're looking at municipalities and 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 some of the easiest things to figure out is is such things as schools is you know if, if the province realizes that there's a need for schools and a need for hospitals and and this sort of um you know the the social aspect growth of a community it's a pretty good indication as to uh, the viability of, of the investment in that community. So we hadn't had a school built here since 1984. Um, they literally opened up a brand new, um, you know, 380, 390 um, kid elementary school last year. Um, within a week or two of opening that school, they announced the construction of another school, um, which will be larger. It'll, it'll be somewhere between four and 425. It's located directly across from our new hospital, which is a, a regional facility. Um, you know, to the tune of about 290 million dollars. Uh, phenomenal facility, huge baby ward on that because we we do have a lot of uh, a lot of babies up here. Our population grows on its own, and then we of course you know add to it. But that's what keeps the community young. It's what gives us the need for growth. And you know, and and again mentioning that that 30 years being the average age, that that has been between 28 and 30 years old for as long as I can remember. So it gives you an indication of you know, people getting out of, of trade school or getting out of, you know, a power engineering program or something like that. And, and looking towards the opportunities in Fort St. John, it's, we have the highest disposable income of any comparable communities um, size wise in Western Canada. Um, but with that comes the potential for people to go, you know what, I'm going to move to Fort St. John. And, and they do that. And that's why I mentioned it. it's, it's one of these things that is is never a lifetime plan, but when they get here and and you know, you start to put down roots and, new schools and new hospitals and, and new shopping. Our, our population in the city itself is about 20,000, um, you know, immediate areas about 36,000. So we're not a large city, but we're, you know, we've still got that small town feel with that big city mentality and the fact that, you know, there, there's a ton of potential in Fort St. John.
2: Right. And so one question, uh, based on what you just said there, Trevor it's a regional hub, which I didn't realize, especially with that hospital, which is is really exciting. Where are a lot of the workers that are going to be required uh, for all these projects that are upcoming? Where do you expect them to come from? Are they coming from all over Canada? Are they coming from Northeast BC? Where do you foresee these folks coming from?
3: Well, you know what? I mean, Fort, like I said, Fortune John's, it, we are the hub. I mean, we're, we're a regional hub for uh, the northern part of the province as far as um, industry goes. But we're also... you know, a, a very confined city. So you know, there's there's not, we right now, um, you know, if you were to break out Fort St. John as far as what our unemployment is, you know, they'll always report it as a as a regional thing. And, you know, it's, it's 4.5% or it's 5%. I would venture to guess Fort St. John's probably somewhere below 3% unemployment. Um, any day of the week, yeah, you, you jump on, you know, either Indy Jobs or, or one of the job banks are out there. And, and there's, you know, three to 400. Uh, right now, I think there's about 430 available jobs before any of this stuff's even really spiraling off so we're not going to find the people to fill these jobs um locally because You know, I mean, there's, there's going to be a huge amount of benefit for local because that, you know, that is local first. Local matters the most. And, and from that, we're, you know, we're going to see a lot of people moving in that, that may be coming from Alberta where, you know, Alberta's had a tougher time with their oil industry, um, getting that to market. A lot of the, the red tape and regulations have prevented Alberta from, you know, booming once again, which I'm, I'm sure they will, but there's going to be that void. And then I think you're going to find people, um, you know, a few years ago, uh, with a lot of people moving from the the um, southern part of the province, you know, or, or around that Penticton area, Salmon Arm area, um, realizing that you know they could they could stay down there and and you know try to work elsewhere, try to get into camp jobs and stuff like that, or you can come to Fort Saint John at you know 100 to 125 thousand dollars a year um, and actually be at the you know the the center of of the attention and the center of the excitement and and be able to have a lifestyle because you know when you're trying to live somewhere else and and working at a camp and going back and forth. And if you've got, you know, a, a, if you're newly married or you've got young kids makes for a really tough lifestyle where, you know, when you can pick that up and and, and move to Fort St. John and, and be able to um, enjoy all of those benefits, um, why wouldn't you?
2: Right. And so do you see the, off, often the trajectory for, for these folks is they, they come up to Fort St. John, they rent with the expectation they'll be there kind of, Three to five years, say, um, and then realize, hey, this is this is actually a, a pretty great place to be, and and they're buying. Is that kind of the standard trajectory you're seeing?
3: It is, yeah. It's it's typically typically what they'll do is they'll they'll come to Fort Saint John where they'll uh, rent for you know six to twelve months, um, you know, kind of maybe maybe a year and a half as a max uh, before they integrate into the the you know ownership or or uh, the real estate market end of things. And part of that is is you know you, you come up here. Um, you're going to want to rent. You're working. You're saving up. You're you're realizing what areas you want to live in, or you know if you've got young kids or planning on young kids, you know what school areas you want to be in, and it's it's kind of the the um, adaptable growth version of of you know than watching the real estate prices. I mean, we we aren't like typical markets for real estate. Um, you know, typical markets will you know have fluctuations that they'll they'll base an increase in a year, they'll base you know a, a level market in a year. Our market is very seasonal. Um we are extremely busy in the fall and winter, where you know other communities aren't, but I mean a majority of our work gets done in the fall and winter because the the roads are frozen the sites are frozen it's It's easier for access for oil and gas so it's it's really more or less um you know starting coming up, starting to get into that market, starting to understand the city and the operations, and then you know finding that that ideal sweet spot that you want to call home and then yeah i mean they're they're here and the average family. Uh, fortune john historically has always been about a 3.4 year upgrade so you know you're you you buy that first home when you're in the community after you've rented for a year and you know three years later you're looking to upsize because you know another kid or more toys or or whatever it is that that creates that or even just more space because uh, the nice thing about Forty John, we still have the big lots and we still have the vast amount of land that surrounds us so whatever it is somebody's looking for it's here
1: so Trevor maybe we can kind of move a little bit to the market uh currently in Fort St. John. So where where are we in Fort St. John's market cycle at this moment?
3: So we're, we're on a bit of a climb right now. Um, you know, we, we were, we were hit a little bit hard in, uh, 2016 and 2017, um, and even some effects into 2018 as, as a lot of the energy resource markets were. And we've seen, you know, provincial governments change and we've seen federal governments change. And it, it always gives people a bit of nervousness, which is, which is more than fair. And, and they want to see kind of how things play out. And, and we had, you know, industry that was, Edging forward, edging forward, but no final commitments. And and now that that you know that's kind of basically turned around, where we've got you know billions and billions of dollars being committed to projects. We've got more announcements coming, you know, on almost what seems like on a weekly scale, where uh, they're starting new pipelines and expansions and projects. And and it's it's given us back that confidence that you know at Fort Saint John is is going to continue to be. Um, you know the economic driver for g d p growth of the province because we've always been that and and as we see other markets you know um the last couple of years the the vancouver uh real estate market or even the southern b c real estate market seem to you know really have rampant growth and and uh you know almost explode if you will and and as as we've seen that now kind of shift a little bit with with some of the um, both provincial and federal regulations that have gone on. And, and it's, it's kind of more being focused back on the the gas and the growth. So, you know, we, we've come over that hump. We, uh, we actually had an increase last year in our average price of so the price in Fort St. John, um, averaged an increase of about $8,000, not a huge amount, you know, kind of the, the 2.6, 2.7%, um, growth in that year. Our, our kind of common growth is, is between, you know four to six percent in a year depending on what happens um as things boom and projects take off we we will go you know 12 to 14 percent in a year so i would suspect that with a you know a bit of a 2.6 percent increase last year we'll probably somewhere around that uh you know, 4% this year as we start to continue to climb into, um, you know, what will be our next boom or probably our biggest because of of looking at these, you know, long-term projects. That's going to be the biggest game changer. Fort St. John's, you know, always been based on a a five-year project or, you know, a three-year cycle with natural gas. And and now as we sit with so many industries, you know, we're still 90% of the province's grain. Um, We're, you know, we're, all of the province's natural gas, which is now going to tie into the the liquid natural gas, the hydroelectric as far as the site C and the maintenance of then having the three dams in the area once that's complete. But now we're also getting into oil as well. I mean, at mile 26, of the Alaska Highway, which, you know, for people who haven't been on it, I mean, do it because it's a great drive and, and you end up coming into Fort St. John. But um, about 20 miles from Fort St. John is a, a very substantial um, oil find. Um, that's also now going to start playing in the next couple of years as Fort St. John adds another um, industry, another resource. And then of course, forestry. We, uh, we've we been the forestry capital of British Columbia for a, a couple of times, I believe 2010 and 2013, if memory serves me correct. And, and we do, you know, we do a fair amount of forestry. We've got the sawmill, we've got um, the second or third most economical um, OSB plant, oriented strand board plant uh, right here in the boundary inside the city limits of Fort St. John.
2: So, I don't think we need to underline the kind of snowball effect of, of all this uh, activity. Can you talk a little bit about rents? I know the vacancy rate um, is is hovering around seven percent right now. Is that correct?
3: It is, yeah. It's it's currently seven percent um down quite substantially from where it was uh this time a year ago. Um again, so you know, it kind of follows in tune with our real estate market. I had one of the um property managers, I, I interviewed one of the property managers here uh in the middle of December just to kind of get that same sort of outlook and and you know, right now to be at seven percent, we're down from about twelve percent um, you know, early in the fall last year, so that's substantial drop. Um, you know, her estimates being in the market, I think she's been in the in the realist or in the uh, rental market for, I think she said somewhere around 25 years um, in Fort Saint John. Um, she suspects that you know, come that that springtime this this year, spring of 2019, um, you know, it'll see us back down around that 3.5 four percent mark, and then by fall, um, you know, somewhere back to a zero percent vacancy for Fort Saint John.
2: Yikes. So, so rent, rental, rental prices are going to be increasing. Uh, rental prices are going
3: to be increasing. Yeah. I mean, and, and we've seen that there's, there's been, you know, a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a, you know and it's not been much of a drop and and that's again the thing about fort st john is we're such a such a small town as it is there's not a ton of rentals there's not a ton of real estate so even when we do have a slowdown, things adjust a little bit but it's more of a more of a breather for a revamp than we uh than than i think most communities are so you know i think as we get into fall of 2019 you're going to see us drop down to that you know one two percent unemployment which anything under three is considered you know a zero or a negative and then i think you're going to see that uh That vacancy follows suit, which again, anything under three, they can't even track. So, you know, we end up, we end up fall of 2019 at a 0% unemployment and a 0% vacancy and, and it's go time. (laughs)
2: just as a as a final thought because one thing uh you know coming from vancouver where we're landlocked a lot of the investors uh really like that idea uh here in vancouver that there's just not all that much land uh some people might be thinking about fort st john at least imagining it more like a like a calgary that it's you know that you can build for miles uh are you expecting uh, a building boom like that um or is there constrictions on supply
3: there's there's huge constrictions and that's that's a phenomenal question because yeah vancouver is landlocked but not as much as fort st john is um <laughs> and part and parcel of that is is you know the um the agricultural land commission you know the agriculture's land commission's job or or main main duty or task if you will is to ensure that um, you know, agricultural land is is protected in the province of British Columbia. And when you look at the, you know, at the southern part of the province, and you look in that, you know, Vancouver, Surrey or Langley or even the Abbotsford area. And, and as they continue to grow and Abbotsford continues to get land out of the ALR in order to, uh, you know, meet the demands of, of the growth of, of a city that size that prevents people and places like Fort St. John from expanding. So we've had two boundary expansions in the last, I'm going to say, five years um, that we've, we've had completed and we're successful on them. Prior to that was was decades before we could even get any land out. And, and you know, I, I know as recent as, um, you know, a year and a half ago, there was a quarter section not far from town that, that was quite interested in, in coming into the city and getting out of the LR and not good farmland, not currently farmed, ideal for, um, you know, what's going to happen in the Fortune John market. And they were denied because, you know, they they weren't able to keep with the ratio. So therefore, they weren't able to keep that land out. So, you know, you guys are landlocked. You know, the, the South is landlocked based on, on, you know, size or square footage or, or whatnot. Um, even worse, we're politically landlocked. And and I don't think there's anything worse than uh, when all of a sudden politicians <laughs> get involved.
1: Uh, Trevor, just a a question kind of about the general energy right now in Fort St. John. So is it kind of, uh, would you call it more like a beehive of activity right now? Or is it more kind of the calm before the storm? Like, how does it feel on the ground?
3: You know what, it's it's great. The feeling's great. The the traffic, seeing the traffic again. I mean, Fort St. John, you don't have to you know, you don't have to be a scientist to figure out what's going on because, you know, all of a sudden the the highway traffic doubles and the big truck traffic doubles. And, and, you know, you see the benefit in the community is immediate when, you know, locals are working or or people are moving in because they're embracing it. And, And like I said, even though it's minus 36 today, it's sunny and the town is busy. There is, you know, vehicles nonstop because it's, You know, it's the it's it's the calm before the storm, I think, more than than the bi have already, because people are, you know, spending more time back at work already than they have, um, you know, in in previous years. But in knowing that they've got five to 10 years of absolute solid growth and solid work ahead of them, um, that's what makes people in 14 John happy.
1: Right, right. And Trevor, of course we're going to have a lot of investors listening to this uh, episode um considering Fort St. John. So we're obviously very bullish on on the market up there. Are there any risks that people should be considered like considering at this stage? Like what do you see as maybe the biggest risks um for investors looking at this market?
3: Honestly, I think the biggest risk to any investor or anybody looking at any market is not doing their homework. Is is you know being willing to sit in a in a presentation room somewhere outside of Fort St. John in another province or another part of the province and committing to spending hundreds of thousands of dollars that's the risk you know what you want to know about the market um you know get in touch with somebody local check out online um the city's just recently done a, a you know a, a huge blitz on the moveuphere.ca um and it's just it's literally take the time to do it and and come up explore the community um, research, you know, research where you're going to make your next big investment and, and it will pay off huge dividends.
2: Right on. Well, and you know what? I was just up there and uh, I, I agree. It's uh, getting on a, on a quick flight up to Fort St. John was definitely worth it uh, for me. And it really kind of solidified a lot of the things I've been hearing. So I think uh, unless you have anything to add, Trevor, I think we've kind of covered it here. Thanks so much for your time.
3: Yeah, no worries at all. Thanks for having me.
1: Have a great day.
2: Okay, everyone. So there was the Vancouver Real Estate Podcast special edition. I hope you enjoyed it. Really compelling stuff. If you're interested in learning more about Fort St. John or signing up for that investment tour on March 9th, head over to VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com where we have that information package or give me a call at any time,
1: 778-847-2854 or Matt at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com or you can try me at 778-866-4574 or Adam at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. Can't wait for March 9th. Yeah, an opportunity to see you in your mittens. (laughs) It's sunny, though. It's It's always sunny sunny in Fort St. John. That's that's a show, isn't
2: it?
3: Two thousand faces for radio. Subscribe today.